At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Testing. 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 Testing.
being able to do the pen of fortunate. Uh, I mean, it's why I'm doing the show full time now, but I was I, I was a carpenter for a very long time. The guy that I was working with uh, screwed up his knee um, and he was 62 and he was uh, like almost lost part of his leg and was like, well, I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> and that was around this time last year. In about April, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and try and take the show full time. And so we've done yeah. that. And, and yeah, That's awesome. yeah, good for you. Yeah, we, I mean, we do, you do six days a week. That's insane. I do mm, our show about twice a week, but then we're always on somebody else's show like other days of the week. And that's a lot. But I mean, I work all day, so it's a rush to get home and like try to do this. But we have it dialed down pretty good now where we can set up in five minutes and be boom. There, there was uh, the month of like, well, September and October of 20 of last year. Yeah. It's all kind of blending together. Um, oh, yeah. But I was uh, I was covering in real time in the morning the trial of Julian Assange, the witness hearing. It was like a month long. And because of the time difference, it was like it would I would was rolling out of bed and starting coffee at about one thirty in the morning, California time, oh. because it was 10 o'clock in the morning in the UK. And so I would do like six hours of live stream court coverage and then I would go to work as a carpenter for eight hours and then i would come home and i would do like somebody's recap stream or somebody's show talking about what i had talked about for six hours of the morning before i got to work and then i would get to like grab a little bit of food and like maybe hop in the shower <laughs> maybe say hi to my kids for 10 minutes and then fucking pass out yeah yeah it's crazy <laughs> that we uh, most of us in this community do this as much as we do and and have jobs that's when you know you have a good time doing it because if ever this thing's probably not going to support me full time like it doesn't even partly support us so i can't even imagine the level we'd have to get to to have this be my job it'd be cool but yeah it's a hobby Expensive i mean hobby. yeah no it, it really it's three full-time jobs doing it the full time because it's you doing all of the production and curating for the content you delivering the content and then you doing all of the promoting and the advertising and going on other people's shows to do that as well like it really in in order to make it work at all and really you should have four full-time jobs if you're going to make it work work because yeah. you should have at least like a side hustle of some sort some sort of merch thing, some secondary or, you know, a, a, a two or three, or if you're Sam Tripoli, 85 podcast, yeah. <laughs> you know, I need a podcast in every genre, three of them. And if they're not in the top 50 each, then fuck, I'd go out and stomp somebody. Take <laughs> their show. Just go do hey, their hustling. show in front of their audience better. Like, <laughs> Hey, he's a fucking entrepreneur to have that much shit going on and him constantly grinding, not to mention tour dates for comedy and writing comedy. That's a full time job as it is writing comedy and touring. I mean, I don't understand how he's how he's time in the day to do all that. Former meth addicts retain a lot of that energy, I think. <laughs> I think. I don't know. I've known a few. I, I, I didn't really get into that, but I know people who did. And if they're wired that way, they kind of tend to stay that way after the fact. Like very, very, you know, understand the motivation, understand the grind. We'll get out there and do it 20 hours a day if that's what needs to be done. And then they figure out, oh, I never even needed drugs. Exactly why. Do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot less painful if I exercise instead of get high. Yeah. <laughs> Are you freezing up there, Ben? You look a little twitchy. No, I, I was going to talk, but I'm guessing that there was a, ma a major lag or something. No, go for it. Oh, no, I was going to say that is exactly why I would never do meth, because as it is, I'm already fairly tweaky uh, sober. And uh, if I did that, I'm pretty sure that would be devastating for the rest of my life. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it'd be like Ritalin for you or you'd actually fucking calm down and focus, you know, balance it out a bit. That's uh, that's what I have the Christian crack for. Coffee, coffee settles me down. ADHD at its finest. 
So what yeah. have you been going over, Steve, uh, lately on your show? I mean, I'm sure since it's current events, we've you've probably talked ad nauseum about the Ukraine issue. And uh, honestly, I listened to so much of that shit today. I'm just kind of burned out on it. But if you got any of your own insights on what's going on over there, we can only speculate mostly because we don't trust uh, mainstream media. And then you see other stuff. The one thing I will say is I, I mentioned this on our Telegram channel. Shout out. Come join. Uh, is my sister lives over there and she's lived over there for about 10 years and she's kind of actually corroborating some of what mainstream media is saying where they're hearing explosions they're seeing explosions they they live mm. about 20 miles out of uh kiev in a little town out there and they're hearing it they're seeing it they had to pick up some friends from an airport and i guess the airports are kind of getting shelled and they're right now as of today this morning she was texting me saying that they had gone downstairs in their basement and kind of like waited it out for a bit because they didn't yeah. know what the fuck was happening so that's all I know. I'm not over there. I don't fucking know. I know there's a lot of lies and a lot of, uh, you know, misdirection. And that's the only thing I keep coming back to is that it's some kind of a, a distraction for something else. And who fucking knows what that is? Usually you find out after the fact. But what do you think about all that stuff? We're we we've been experiencing an international energy squeeze for the last eight months, 10 months, yeah. eight months. Um, and before that before the rona hit we were on the brink internationally uh of financial collapse again um in, in 2020 alone donald trump printed 20 trillion dollars like during the four years that trump was president he printed two-thirds of all money that the u.s has ever put into circulation yeah uh, that that is untenable you, you don't get to ride that out. You don't. We have 40-year no. high inflation. We Last year, wages, they said that wages went up, but inflation went up to the point to where money was worth half a point less on the dollar than, than it was the previous year. You know, so it, the, I, all of the lockdowns, all of the, um, but, the introduction of the the teleeducation and telehealth and all of that the the looming central bank backed digital currency attached to your social credit score that that's the i guess that's what's waiting in the wings is the payoff for this the nord stream gas pipeline that germany just rejected that was going to give Putin the Nord 2, that was going to give Putin and Russia control of 80% of Europe's natural gas was a bridge too far. They've used Ukraine joining NATO as a provocation against Russia for years and years and years and years. Everybody has to remember that these guys all shake hands and hug and kiss in Davo. Yeah. Uh, it, it's always and only the poor people in every single country that bear the brunt of this us included because i just had to pay 520 a gallon in gas to come down here yeah yep feeling that you know um and, and that's not russia or ukraine's fault but it's going to get worse it's going to get blamed on them for sure that you was one did. cbs put yeah. out a tweet that got ratioed to hell and gone trying to blame last year's inflation on yesterday's provocation <laughs> trying to blame a year's worth of shit on one day that putin did what do you think putin's angle is on this because he seemed to according to what he was saying and how he was defending those uh independent uh, areas or blasts whatever they call them he was he seems to be doing exactly what he said which is more than most politicians can say well, the the two breakaway republics, uh, Lutansk and, and the Donetsk, uh, specifically the Donbass region, are financial drains on the Ukraine. They're like no strategic importance whatsoever. There's no major points of, of industry there. The Donbass specifically is like a retirement village. The average age in there is like 58. Old people, most of them don't work. That's who's been getting shelled every day for eight years. It's like a fucking retirement village. Um, <laughs> because they're not going to fight back. Nobody's going to fight back. So these are people who identify ethnically as Russian, 
who are a financial drain on the Ukrainian economy. But because nationalism and posturing and global chess, Ukraine has to pretend like they want these republics that declared independence eight years ago during the U.S. orchestrated overthrow of the Ukrainian government to install neo-Nazi puppets in there so that we could get NATO expansion up against the border of Russia. Uh, and, and now all of that's kind of coming to a head. It's messy. Yeah, and it's ne- there's never any one answer on any of this either. We're just left to kind of pick up the pieces, the bits and pieces of information that we see trickling down every, you know, avenue that we get and then making up our own mind about it, which is, I guess, what people should do. But everybody's fighting. And I heard so many people today just splitting hairs over like the the pipeline and the all these little things to do with Ukraine and Russia. When I don't think it's has any not anything, but it's not near as much to do with that as the worldwide thing like you were talking about with Davos. This this goes way farther than just Ukraine and Russia or us even there's I smell a Klaus Schwab in there somewhere. Well, if you can, if you can put uh, a strain on the, I, I don't know, the the state, the nation state that's supplying ostensibly eighty percent of the resources to one country to or to one region to fuel itself, then you open up conditions to corner that specific mar- market with your people. Um, the, there's a, I don't know, multinational hostile takeover going on right now for control of the energy supply for Europe, because that did belong to Russia (laughs) and it was about to double. Um, so as this is happening, the U S state department and the U S defense department, um, sent people down to the kingdom to talk to the Saudis about them opening up a little bit more of their crude because there's going to be an energy crisis. Remember also that the whole reason we started bombing Syria back in 2014 was over a pipeline that was going to cut through um, either Syria or go under Iran and through Israel. Uh, it's it, uh, all all for resources that all of these people, all of these world leaders, we're having all of these global conflicts over pipelines right now and energy right now, natural gas specifically or crude oil. But all of these leaders are telling you climate change is the most important thing that we're not talking about. And if we don't do something about global climate, If we don't, if you don't start sacrificing, if you filthy, dirty, individual human, the cause of all these problems, don't start sacrificing and coughing up a little bit more of that money. Golly, the planet's going to be in a pickle. Yeah, well, and that whole uh, energy crisis, as they call it, feeds directly into the Great Reset. And even the uh, the trucker thing in in Ottawa was everybody's like, wait a minute. No, they're on strike. The the. You know, the supply line's getting fucked up. This is perfect for them. It's almost like they set this up because now they can roll out the... No, I'm not going that far. I'm talking about what other people are saying. But because of the electronic vehicles and self-driving trucks and who fucking knows? Like I said, we're just left to pick up the pieces. If it was... Okay, I'll tell you what. When the, the Canadian Truckers Union goes we're all in on this strike and we never talk to anyone in our community about mutual aid and stored food and parallel structures and feeding each other while there's an extended strike then you know it's a setup when it's 15 to 20 percent of the workforce that is going fuck no absolutely there's going to be agent provocateurs in that absolutely there are going to be people who want to capitalize on that for personal political gain there's going to be people who are going to weaponize it politically there's going to be people who paint it however they need to paint it to fit into their own personal ideological brand or whatever it is they're using to push out their own thing but if you go on the ground as for people listening i'm not talking to you specific you know what i mean right like you know i um but if you go on the ground and you talk to people, or if you watch like Viva Fry's on the ground videos, man, 
you know, those are regular folks who, when faced with, with, you know, negative 30 degrees in Ottawa in a protest, got together as, uh, a, you know, an autonomous voluntary community who was engaged in civil disobedience, and they fed each other, and they kept each other warm, and they got rid of the poo, and they found something to do with the animals, and they found something to do with the kids, and that's beautiful. And that's what we need to happen to break centralized power structures everywhere. Yeah, no, I thought it was fucking awesome. I saw videos from people on the ground over there. They're like barbecuing, singing, having a great old time. Then you flip on CNN, which I don't do. I've just seen videos, and it show it basically looks like a BLM riot. But mm-hmm. yep, that's they're just taking videos of where they want and not taking videos of the good parts. It's just so easy to manipulate. But then this this led into yep. Australia doing the same thing, and then there's that uh, trucker convoy. It's supposed to be going from I think California to DC. Left I can't wait to see all that. A couple of days yeah. ago. Yeah. Oh, they did. Leave. Um, okay. There's a freedom camp in New Zealand that people aren't really talking about, but in Wellington, oh, really? they're camped out at the state capitol, Occupy style. Have been for heard a couple of weeks. Yeah, look up. Wow. For, look up Freedom Camp New Zealand. Yeah, you're not going to hear about yeah. that on Fox. No. <laughs> I heard Russians are actually protesting this invasion of Ukraine as well. So, okay, man, here's what we said on the show this morning, because I I will, I am 100% anti-intervention, anti-war, flat the fuck out. I, 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 anytime somebody's using a monopoly of force, it always disproportionately affects people who don't want the conflict and have nothing to do with it. Yeah. Uh, so when I see video of, And I don't have exact confirmation, so I'm going to be really careful here. When I see video of what appears to be missile strikes on civilian targets, that's a fucking war crime, and you don't need to do that to make your point. You know, I'm going to shout down war crimes wherever I see them, regardless of the reason. And I am certain historically that at least in this case from what i've seen so far mostly putin has every right in the world to do what they've done and he's trolled the fuck out of the u.s he's like no 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 no, no. we're not invading we're sending a peacekeeping force to these particular breakaway regions that asked for our help you know just like you guys did with kosovo in 1999 in yugoslavia just like that identical to that identical to that it's wild um and then he's like well i'll show you what we could do if you don't lay off the nato expansion we can march to kiev in a day in a day we can we we could disable your computer networks if we want to we can shut down your entire mode of transportation if we want to you take away your airports we can take your capital city we take your ports or you could just let these two countries do whatever the fuck they want to do and know that we're going to protect them and you don't get to put bases or bio labs at our border. Yeah. So do you think that plays more into the uh, more about NATO than anything else? Because well, Russia isn't in NATO and they're pretty fucking anti NATO. The whole, the, okay, the whole reason NATO was formed was to keep the growing specter of communism in the Soviet Union away from the virgin shores of Jesus's favorite Western European republics. That's why NATO exists. And if anyone should raise a red flag or a red specter anywhere in the world, NATO is there to stomp out that particular commie menace. The Russian Federation is gangster as fuck. They are capitalist as anyone else on the planet they have imf partnerships they have world bank partnerships they have partnerships with the the world economic forum and bloomberg and china's eight immortal families and everybody else and everybody else because they're gangsters they don't care who they're doing business with they care that the money spends you know it's like a huge organized crime like more so than the, I mean, Russia didn't, they didn't even bother trying to dress it up. They're like, no, fuck it, tracksuit in Duma. 
We make decision today. You know, and it's, 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 whatever, dude, like it's not my country. I don't have any right to tell them how to do what they do, you know, but uh, <clears throat> the idea that you need NATO at all, yeah. especially when the pretext for it is the Soviet Union, which hasn't existed in almost 35 years now. Maybe well, isn't like every isn't every NATO country isn't the head of NATO in that country a U.S. general too, or most of them at least? I mean, that's kind of weird. So it makes it look like NATO is just a U.S. puppet, and we're like basically in charge of these countries that have NATO in them. Yeah, and we can command groups of force to spread around the genocide and keep the human trafficking going, and keep everything, keep the arms deals going, and keep all of the terrorism going, and it's just perpetuating uh, a military-industrial complex that we're now outsourcing and privatizing, um, and automating. Did you guys see this? The the Black Hawk helicopter that's a drone now. Oh fuck. That's scary as shit. They got it to fly for a half an hour. They they got it to do an actual mission. Take off, go X amount of miles, come back over the course of 30 minutes, full flight, weapons deployed. Sorry. And they're hoping that by this time next year, one guy will be able to control an entire attack squadron of autonomous helicopters. Fuck. Here we go. End times. <laughs> well, what do you think that, how do you think that goes into the whole, I mean, everybody, fucking Klaus Schwab was talking about it last year, about uh, the impending cyber pandemic, and uh, they're going to blame it on Russia, no matter what it is, but I think if they, if there's a cyber attack in the next, I don't know, week or two, month or two, uh, I guarantee you it's going to be an administration in the U.S. that's going to blame Russia for it, because they seem oh, to want to just blame every, everything on Russia, no, not China, just Russia. Um, and, and that's a fair point. It is. And, and I know for a fact that China did, works just as hard as we do to hack them. It works just as hard to hack us every day as we do them. Oh, yeah. They've got, you know, the, the fucking entire warehouses is set up just to try to do it. <coughs> but um, we had a trial run with uh, Colonial Pipeline last year. Um the the place in North Carolina that was due to release a report because they had been found uh well basically guilty uh of um the a largest or second largest gasoline spill in US history um and they were supposed to come up with a report of like how much damage they'd actually done how much gas actually spilled and all of a sudden they got hacked and then the entire eastern seaboard went apeshit for a couple of days. Um, yeah, people remember the, the pictures of people with like plastic bags full of gasoline. Yeah. Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then it turns really out they blamed, they blamed Russia. They blamed a group called Dark Side that uh, nobody ever found any actual Russians for. But all of a sudden the FBI had all the keys to the crypto for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then it turned out that the pipeline itself didn't even need to shut down. The only reason that they made everybody not get gasoline was for a week was because they didn't want their payroll to get messed with. <laughs> and they want to have to pay people for hours that they weren't working because the pipeline was shut down. So they just, yeah, the security protocol was fine. They just had to, they took X amount of data and want to mess with the payroll. Wow. Yeah. And this is something that like the left it was nowhere to be found on and all of the environmental people and all of the people that scream, you know, anytime you get a, a oil slick seagull or something like that, there's a flock of celebrities to go take photo ops. There's a, uh, over a million gallons of gasoline in a wildlife preserve in North Carolina, but because it's a red county. And because it was a couple of kids who were like on dirt bikes and shit who sniffed gas and found it and saw it. And it wasn't a good, you know, there's no oil slicked wildlife to, to pose with. Then it's fine. Nothing. There's Nothing. no Instagram photo op. Nothing happened here. Move along. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like that whole environmental scene is just for popularity. 
Oh yeah, almost. the EPA. Yeah, book deals. Yeah. Almost. almost. Sure. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> I know there's people that give a fuck. I know there are, dude. And, and they all get really jaded after about six months. Well, the ones that actually give a fuck are doing things every day in their own community, in their own house, to to be, you know, environmentally conscious. They're not, and a lot of them, granted, do like to post pictures about it. But the real ones that actually give a shit are doing something every day in their area. They're not trying to go find an oil slick seagull to go help and be on the news about. They're just helping out things around their house, or like Jen does with her plants and everything. Like, like not, the ones that actually the, care. Uh, are not doing taking stuff. a private jet to Paris to go hold an international protest with a bunch of other celebrities that took private jets so you can whine right. about the climate and all the environmental damage done by all those private planes would probably cover or, every vehicle on the planet for the year for that or, one trip. Or a specific one from New York uh, that was trying to get rid of farting cows because that was what was killing the ozone. Uh, then goes and buys a $180,000 Tesla for which the batteries alone have done more damage to the planet in their manufacturing than any gas car in a 200,000 mile lifespan. Dude, don't Progress. even get me started on electric vehicles. Jesus Progress. Christ. That's, well, that's the thing. It's just like solar. I, I worked in the solar industry for five and a half years and it was one of three people so somebody would come in just interested, not knowing anything about it. The mm. other person would go in because they wanted to save money. And the third person would come in because they wanted to go green. And we dismantled the fuck out of that every time, more or less for our enjoyment, but also to set them straight because we'd have to tell them, well, aren't these things going to be getting clean energy from the sun? And aren't they warranted for 20 years? And it's like, yes. They're actually rated for at least 80% output for 20 years. But when you're talking about going green, let's take out the idea of putting batteries in the solar system. And let's say you're going to stay connected to whatever it is that you currently get power from. And you're just trying to turn that meter backwards to save money and go green. The amount of panels necessary to do that on a house, much less going off grid and getting batteries, the panels alone, the mining process for the crystals that go into solar panels do so much damage that even over that 20 year lifespan, it will never bounce back the amount of good that you're saving by using them than it did to manufacture those panels. And everybody acts like whether it be Tesla, electric cars going for solar, that they're saving the planet. And it's like, no, you are destroying it more than natural gas by a long shot. Nobody says that. They just make the, they guilt you in commercials and in the media into oh, thinking yeah. that solar is the way to go and electric field because you don't have one. Yep. Oh my gosh, you have a gas guzzler. You're awful. It's all about guilt and shame so Absolutely. that we feel compelled to buy these things that we don't need because your neighbor Absolutely. has one and you got to keep up with everybody. Oh, yeah. And look at this picture. This is lithium mine you know what yep. they use lithium for electric vehicles look at this shit there's tons Batteries. of pictures of it i mean just but this is all over the place and i mean oh, probably in third world countries that have, look at that man it's, it's fucking it's some bad. of them are some of them are even worse like there's there's some pretty crazy ones but yeah i just the whole electric vehicle thing is just ridiculous and it, you see people virtue signaling out there with their little priuses and save the earth and i'm a tea hugger and I'm like you clearly don't know what the fuck you're doing so i'm not gonna listen no. to you at all no it, there's <clears throat> um people that that have been on diesel forever that arguably have been better environmentalists than the people who have had a a hybrid or a you know the electric car for five years absolutely yeah. and, and the disconnect it it's so interesting. people for it's like people don't make the connection that you had um you know advertising campaigns where doctors sold you cigarettes and people pushed milk and there was a whole like corn syrup thing and these are the same people who understand these concepts or understand monsanto understand how corporate capture works who haven't made the leap into 
why are Shell and British Petroleum the two largest manufacturers of solar panels? Or why do uh, all of the the limited hangout CIA-backed NGOs all support the Green New Deal? And why do they do, you know, like, it, it's the same advertising. In yeah. a lot of cases, it's even the same advertisers. In most yeah. cases, the money never leaves the room. Sometimes people wheel a barrel full of money in and add to the pile. Sometimes people put some in their pockets in case they need some walking around money. But in most cases, the money doesn't even leave the room. We get to like sign a check and it, yeah, just sort of goes around. It's all one <laughs> big patting, pot. Patting each other's back. Yeah. Oh, I, I like money. <laughs> so what do you think is going on with the, the whole COVID narrative, though, too? Because as it seems to be winding down, we have mandates dropping all over the place, even in fucking Massachusetts. Uh, there's mandates dropping like California apparently dropped their mask mandate for indoors, which affected me zero because I never wore one anyway, but it's <laughs> cool to see everything kind of kind of backing off. But at the same time, all this shit's backing off Ukraine. So, I mean, we talked about it with the uh, propaganda report the other day where this is, you know, midterm year. So obviously the them dams are going to want to try to like make themselves look better for the next five months until they get um, they're going to get destroyed well okay i shouldn't say that after the last election but you would hope they would get fucking destroyed in the midterms but oh no never can tell they're gonna get fucking destroyed so so okay if you've noticed since um joe rogan said ivermectin on his show last september um it it allowed a lot of the more mainstream and like quasi independent channels to question the COVID narrative. Um, almost immediately after that, you started seeing um, Peter McCullough show up on Laura Ingram. Yep. Robert Malone show up on Laura Ingram and then Hannity and then Tucker Carlson. And now Robert Malone is basically the co-host of The War Room with Steve Bannon, where every day he'll tell you a little information about COVID. And then he'll tell you a lot of things like there's patriots working on the inside of the government on your behalf. And if you just vote for enough Republicans this year, you're uh, going to get saved. And that's the whole, that thing. The, whole, the whole second half of the COVID thing where you know who the bad guys are. You know it's the World Economic Forum. You know it's Fauci. You know it's Bill Gates. You know who the players are. They're not telling you um, because all of the people that are pointing these out, not all of the people, a significant number of the people in the more mainstream spaces that are pointing these out are all part of Peter Thiel's universe. Peter Thiel whose business has all of your health information if you live in a Five Eyes country. He's got the U.S. health information. He's got Canada's. He's got the NHS's and Australia's and New Zealand's. The guy who owns Palantir. That guy has all of your health information. And he's funding the Dark Horse podcast, the Weinstein Brothers. He's funding, or and uh, if not outright funding, building the spaces to popularize all of the thought that is pushing people into vote Republican or go so far into Ancapistan that you no longer recognize community because you're off into the transhumanist spaces. And that's the, the second half of this is everybody go to uh, a very, very fundamentally more right-wing place, but off into transhumanism. Yeah. What, what, what are your thoughts on transhumanism? We cover that quite a bit. No, I, sure. like get, I love to get everybody's opinions on this. I, uh, I, I am not a, I, I am not a fan uh, of man and machine merging. I am, I look, I, I there's a, a dogma attached to this that I want to learn a little bit more about. There's a spirituality to transhumanism that I feel like I have to learn a little bit more about because I feel like we are in a, a spiritual conflict. Yeah, and I think that as physical as the assault on us has been, the psychic assault on us has been even more tremendous, which 
means the spiritual assault on everyone is exponentially greater than the physical and the psychic. Uh, so we've got to, I don't know, find a way to communicate that that, that allows for a little bit more cross-pollination in, in different spiritualities and faiths. Um, because I really do feel like a combination of like older death cults and the new soul harvesting cult that is transhumanism, um, at least from the way that I see it, from what yeah. I can tell, um, uh, that's a lot to contend with. And you can't do that on an island. You know, you ha- like there has to be some sort of interfaith recognition that the spiritual war that we're fighting is a different one than the one that each individual faith has traditionally been taught. Yeah. Well, and it goes into the the grid system, the internet of things, all these things we've heard about for the last couple of years, and they need that grid. They need people piled on top of each other in the cities. It's so much easier to keep track of everyone when everything is tracked and it's in a contained area. They don't want these people that are out in the middle of nowhere off grid doing their thing raising their cows they don't want that at all and that kind of in my opinion we live in california the last couple years have been the most insane fire seasons ever and it's all in the people that are living off grid and it's ridiculous i don't even know what to say about that and i at least the from 2014 to 2016 the fire season was the exact proposed path of high-speed rail that was that was Hmm. wild interesting um and and i was living in boulder creek and then um paradise and like grass valley and that whole area is basically like a a, lots of overlap lots of of families back and forth and stuff like that so it was almost like having two fires for us um and we had to evacuate i was on a live stream when i got my evacuation text that was cute yeah uh, I should probably bounce. I should probably. Why do I still have internet? I should probably get out of here. Yeah. Uh, so uh, T-, T Hayes in the chat says, uh, "So fucked up how they can do these dehumanizing tactics and divisional tactics." Just talked about that the other day too. Almost as if the top top predators are not human. So it kind of goes back to what you're saying about the spiritual thing. I don't think the people at the very top are human, and I don't think we will ever know their names or their faces or anything. Uh people focus on the the secret societies and all these groups and davos and all this stuff and yeah that's the the world front for these forces but i don't think that's who's actually pulling those strings i don't think klaus schwab is shit we know his name we know what he looks like we know what he does so i don't think he actually has any power he's just another marionette played by who whatever the fuck you want to call it alien or demons whatever i just don't think it's actual humans running all this well, I mean, the World Economic Forum is like a finishing school for oligarchs, right? Or or functionaries for oligarchs. Because the Young Global Leader Program, those are administrators at best. You know? Isn't Putin and, one of those, too? Huh? Isn't Putin one of those? One of the Young Global yeah, Leaders? Yeah, yeah, he's a Young Global Leader. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Um, and so... It, they report to central bankers who report to the international bank of settlements the central bank of central banks uh, and even those guys have people that are influencing them so i'm I, yeah you're absolutely right and, and i've been trying to tell people for years on the show now when it comes to like government your specific government or the u.s government th- that's those are positions of perceived power. Those people have influence wherever they can extend it based on that perception, but that's the government you get to see. The government that you get to see is fucking theater. Um, and and it, it doubles for the people that everyone has to think are the puppet master. Remember when everybody thought it was just the rock, the Rockefellers or the Rothschilds? Mm-hmm. And now it's just Klaus Schwab or just Bill Gates, and people yeah. are just being pushed to focus on specific individuals or a specific group. 
and then somebody like T. Snyder comes along and does a fantastic video about like Cecil, you know, the uh, Cecil Rhodes and Milner and the Council of Three Hundred and all of that, and, and that gets shadow banned to shit. Um, but it's important to remember that like all of these people that we know of that we see do have other people that they report to. And I've always felt like it's the job of independent media to make the people who don't want to be household names, household names. Yeah. Well, like you said, hating some, someone in particular, like Gates or Fauci or all these people is like seeing two ants in your house and being like, fuck those ants. And there's a whole nest of shit outside that you should probably go take care of that. Now, how do we get rid of the nest of ants that are ruling us or insect people or whatever you, I mean, I don't know what you think about that. It's just my crazy brain, but like, what do you think is the answer to that then? You said spiritual war. So where do you go? I don't think that that people get to effectively participate in any sort of. of... OK, a revolution just brings you right back to the same spot you started, right? Like there's no going forward with that. All of the people who are demanding revolution, I feel like don't really understand what they're talking about or or they've been reading the wrong books what what i've always said that we need is is a, an ascension right like that's what a real uprising is right that's what a genuine uprising is that's that's a a, a spiritual ascension i feel like there there's got to be a point where we've been hammered with this collectivism so hard that the tendency is going to want to be to swing back way the the other way extremely to the individualistic and i think like we've got to kind of be there as a buffer to be like hey yes you need to on an individual level heal because you can't be an effective community member if you're broken but yeah you've got to make sure that you're putting a mind to community when you've you know, kind of put yourself together a little bit because I really do feel like everybody's been uh, assaulted heavily over the last couple of years. I don't know a lot of people that came through this unscathed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, at least like, in one way or another. Yeah, I mean, there's people that that saw what was coming and, like, got the hell out of wherever they were and have been grinding ever since and, like, used that as a catalyst. They're few and far between. But those are the people that that are going to be effective community leaders in a couple of years, like when it's yeah. really, really crazy and there's no valuation to the dollar. And we've got, you know, um, 140 percent inflation or some ridiculous crap they're predicting right now. It's spooky. Yeah, that's what's making me think there's going to be a cyber attack and everything's just going to crash and we're just being mayhem. But like you were saying, the pendulum swinging. Uh, what's happening right now is like a hundredth of what was happening in Britain when our forefathers, if you want to believe history, I'm just going off mainstream history. If you want to believe history, 250 years later, look where we are. We're right back in the same fucking spot. And who knows how it got that way? I've only been alive for 35 years, so I'm trying to work with what I got here, but uh i'm sure jen has thoughts on that and with the ascension you were talking about it's uh yeah i think it's on an individual level and it's not something where we can just rise up with guns or it's not going to work like biden said you need f-16s and you know missiles to come at me basically is what he said so you shouldn't care about your individual body and that's really hard for us and it sounds kind of like weird for this episode so i won't go too far into it but we are we are built to care so much about our indiv individual bodies that we're individual instead of thinking of ourselves as part of something else, a, a greater collective that we might be all a part of. And so when we start individualizing, individualizing ourselves like that by um, everything the media teaches us, like be unique, be yourself, do this. I'm not saying don't do that. That's fine too. But you don't have to be so different from everybody they also show us our differences and make us hate them or love them for whatever you know they make us choose a side basically there's the polarity so by just saying no i don't care and not necessarily fighting back but just saying i actually don't care how you feel about that if you want to shoot me in the face you can do that and just not even rising up and just choosing that's like the higher road to me is just saying don't care because my life 
we're, I believe we have a different life after this. So the ultimate, the ultimate insult, remember when you were a kid and you were just like, Hey, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. And you know, you want someone to get super (laughs) mad about it and fight back. But if they were just like, whatever loser, bye. And you can punch them and they still get up and walk away. Fuck off. That would drive me nuts as a kid, you know? And that's the mentality that these people have. They want us to be pissed. They want us to be upset. They want us to be sad and angry. And just no matter what they do, if you're just like, peace, I think that's the ultimate kick in the balls. Then you're not letting them feed off you uh, metaphorically and very possibly kind of physically if you want to go in the loose angle. But you just have to have no fear, though. And that's very hard. I have a ton of fear. Don't get me wrong. I'm not perfect. I'm not like, oh, yeah, I let someone shoot me in the face. I would be scared, but I would like to not be. And I know that would be the best move. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's kind of what drives people to create a, a parallel structure. That's, that's what drives people to create a parallel economy or a counter economy it is going, you, not only do I not care, I have a solution that doesn't even involve you. <laughs> they hate that. They fucking hate we that. figured it out without you. And, <laughs> and, and then you go and do that thing. And, and yeah, no, I'm I'm with you 100%. I am. Yeah. Yeah, and they fucking hate that. If you have a solution outside their system, that that's probably the biggest threat to them. Because they can go Absolutely. nuke you. But I mean, if everybody were to do that, which I know is impossible, maybe not impossible, but very unlikely, every single person were to do that and learn how to get out of the system that we're in and not participate in it, there would be no system there anymore. And I've said it before, all we have to do is stop paying our taxes, but it has to be all of us. And good luck getting everybody on board with that. Stop paying any taxes altogether. What's I, gonna, what are they going to do? Arrest 320 million people? We have to shut down people? the media first. All media would have to be <laughs> yeah. done. TV, I, no, nothing there, except for word of mouth. <laughs> there's a handful of things that I've been advocating for 20 freaking years now, and that is surrounding polling stations and shutting them down on election day and not allowing anyone to vote at all, you know, ever. <laughs> Just yeah. no, uh, uh-uh, no, no, you don't get to do no. If they're not going to hold a free and fair process, we're not going to let you vote. Yeah. So if we yeah, want to, you get labeled a QAnon conspiracy theorist because the right. elections were a hundred percent fair and not rigged at all. <laughs> we we have always had publicly funded, privately owned elections. Always in the era of electronic voting machines where there's uh proprietary software involved that you can't even sue to see the source code for are you kidding me no i'm not i'm not venezuela arguably has freer and fairer elections i the house that i'm in right now my buddy he's an election integrity activist he went to nicaragua and honduras and he's been a bunch of play all over the world like as an election observer and a reporter and he's like, yo, dude, we're fucked. You know, yeah. <laughs> we're t- yeah. this is bad. This is bad. Um, yeah, like the proprietary code. Are you kidding me? We know the average person knows nothing about source code on software or any kind of computer language. And we're just supposed to believe that these experts have the best intentions in mind. Their software is 100% legitimate. Don't worry about it. Go back to sleep. Like, oh, and by on. the way, your right. vote doesn't even count as a whole vote because there's this thing called fractionalized voting where they break down individual votes into parts of votes and parts of numbers in order. Like, and th- no, dude, thumbprint. I voted. Like, that's how there's two people that watch you. They put it in a box, and then there's like eight people that watch those people carry that box to an armored car that gets fucking observed by another 300 people. That, like, if they can figure that out in a place that that has you know crippling sanctions from a number of different countries and a drug problem, then maybe we can. Maybe we could. Maybe we could. I don't know. Maybe. I, don't I know. mean, they everybody has to. Everybody has to show ID. You, you don't. Yeah. You don't. You know. Racist. That's racist. <laughs> right. I think it's the illusion of choice, though. I don't think. I think oh, it's yeah. just all like a little show where they're just like, "Oh, look how secure we are." Yeah, it's the same we're as everything else. ID and then theater. We've always voted third party just to try to throw off the system. But I'm not even gonna fucking vote next time. I'm not voting at all ever again, except for locally for people that I know. I, I, because I, it's ridiculous. I didn't even not. I didn't even vote third party or whatever to th- try to fuck up the system. I ever since I was. 18 when i first started voting i was arguing with my brother not ben my older brother but i'm like dude voting doesn't fucking matter 
Do you not see no. this? Like they're both part of the same team. I'm going off on him as a, a baked <laughs> fucking 18 year old. And he's like, okay, whatever hippie. You just got to make sure you vote. Cause it's all we can do. Uh, fast forward about 15 years. And he's like, yeah, voting doesn't fucking matter. Like, thank no. you. I told you. I, I, I haven't, I don't know, man. I don't even know if the ballot measures matter. I know that if you want your local vote to count, you better be voting in a town that has less than a thousand people. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, really, that's kind of what it comes down to. And, and I, but I will go, I don't allow candidates on my show anymore. <laughs> like I did that for a year. It was like, oh God, never again. You know, <laughs> if I want to sell something or if somebody wants to come on and sell something that's cool, I just not not candidates, you know, <clears throat> but I will go cover the Libertarian Convention this year. Um, just because it's gonna be Vegas. Oh, nice. Over like Memorial Day or, or something like party, that. son. Because it's going to be crazy. You know, like it is. They're running a fucking comedian. They're nominating one third of the Legion of Skanks for president. <laughs> oh my like, God, that's hilarious. Why would you not pull up for that? You know what I mean? That's fucking. It sounds like a party, dude. It really does. It's like I... an idiocracy party, <laughs> but hilarious. Like, they're, I mean, they're dead. They're going to have. Michael Malice introduce himself as like future press secretary. They're <laughs> going to bring, you know, like that. I mean, this is all the, the fucking yeah. This is the world we live in. Is why I tell people we live in a fucking cartoon because it's oh yeah. That's it's some cartoon shit. Real. They're and gonna they're gonna have screen, a, so. a a make America one party for real thing with the republicans and democrats in 2024 that's my prediction you can tell because tulsi gabbard speaking at cpac this weekend they're going to bring her over from the democrat she's going to run with the republican biden's going to try and get rid of harris um and, and run with like a, a liz cheney or an adam kinzinger or whatever his name is from illinois which is some like milquetoast center right person and they're going to formulate this make america one party for real because we were talking about the 250 year timeline i've always referred to this experiment as the relocation of the roman empire and we every 300 or so years the empire runs out of steam and they've got to relocate it it hasn't been that it ever really collapsed there's a reason the nazis are throwing roman salutes yeah, the fucking when it moved from the UK to the US, it was only a long enough time, you know, given a long enough timeline. It, every yeah. empire is going to collapse under the weight of its own expansion. And everything that an empire does to people abroad, it always comes back and does do its own people. There's only so much of that you can do. Every time you see people getting hemmed up by the cops and they're using IDF tactics. Every time you see people get shaken down, uh, you know, the way that people were getting tackled uh, know, just last year at the Capitol, um, like it's fucking Fallujah, because those are PTSD as fuck combat vets that are tackling their fellow countrymen because somebody told them to, you know, yeah. like you can't, there's that, that's not sustainable. Yeah. Fat cats get too fat and then they just topple over. So you mentioned uh, Roman times. Right before we get out of here, what do you think of the whole manipulated uh, timeline or alternative history? Not mentioning specific things, but Tartaria, mud flood, that kind of stuff. Um, I am. I'm about like I'm about eighty five percent there because there's so much that you can't really explain. You know, and and re- I mean it. I'm a builder. I'm a carpenter. I know I know how I know how getting and acquiring materials can be now with modern technology. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know how long it takes to build stuff. 
and I know how many people you would have to throw at it without power tools. And, and like, that's it just doesn't line up. The architecture and the timelines don't line up with the technology and the amount of skilled people that it would take to produce it. So it's something. It's not what we're told. What what evidence we have about Tartaria. I mean, it's not chasing me away from it. You know what I mean? It's just it's so it's so limited in scope and it's so confined to a very specific area of the Internet. Um, But there's I mean, endless questions. And, and my God, it's fascinating. Yeah, that, you know. that, I think. Yeah, I'm, I couldn't That's have said it better. where we are, too. Yeah. We're not like full on board. It was definitely a thing. Right. We're just always questioning things. So we just wanted to get your opinion on it because yeah. we talk about it with people and we've talked with people who are convinced one way and convinced the other way. But we're just right in the middle with you. There's just it, more questions it, than answers. Yeah, I mean, it's endless carpenter porn. It, it, if you're into sacred geometry and shit like that, dude, it's really cool. There's all kinds of like angelic math that goes into it and stuff like Dynamic that. And stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, just for that, it's fascinating. If you oh, wanted yeah. to try, you know, like you did play anybody who wanted to try to recreate something like that in their own personal garden space, especially with like cymatic waterfalls and stuff like that, that would be awesome, you know. But oh, yeah, I don't have that kind of time right now. <laughs> but, no, I, I think one of the most interesting things is looking at how all this architecture is kind of resembles itself all over the world, like that Roman. You know, like the capital, it's a giant boob that everybody knows that mm. it's it looks kind of like that in Russia, but it's the Kremlin, you know, is more of a like mushroomy type of shape. And not to mention all the pyramids that are found everywhere. How the fuck are people building pyramids at, at we don't really know what time, but like the ancient Egyptians and you've got the, the Mayans and everything. And they're all building these fucking pyramids like they knew something that we don't know. And it's even funnier because it maybe that was Atlantis, you know, a worldwide civilization kind of like we have now where all of our architecture looks the fucking same all over the place big rectangular pieces of shit like all of it looks the same now and none of that's going to be around in 10,000 years anyway but no knows? no the giant like, stone dicks might though no obelisks. you get you get some yeah. life out of an obelisk yeah yeah a little stain yeah. power yeah they haven't done the obama uh the Obama, uh, uh, I can't even talk. Obama obelisk, yeah, it'd be you know the big black one next, right next to the George Washington one. The Obama list, yeah. yeah the yeah, Obama list. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to go back to DC. I have to go back to DC in in April, and every time I do it, I'm like, oh, it's a, it's the giant satanic obelisk meme <laughs> again. I I it there's so much concentrated evil in washington dc that i i smoke more cannabis than i regularly do just to kind of balance out the energy <laughs> a little bit. and i don't like it i really don't dude i don't i can't i can't understand how people live in no. dc like it's a masonic ritual set on top of a swamp <laughs> so weird the first time I noticed that was the pentagram of the the streets. I'm like, there's no way that was on accident. You just you don't just make streets like that. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I've never been to DC, and I don't think I ever want to. It seems like the, no. the belly of the beast to me. So I'm Yo, good. Dude, over it. it's wild. It really is. Like, I mean, you really can feel it. There there aren't a lot of places that I would describe as instantly oppressive on an energetic level you know but um like you get like east stockton you know <laughs> part to los angeles sure but i mean just even flying into it you're like oh Ooh, oh, right. oh, because it is it's just you know the, the quasi or actual tartarian monuments to fucking now occupied by sociopathic pedophiles and, and it's like huh, i wonder why dc has such a high crime rate so hmm. weird 
but we're crazy to say it has anything to do with the negative energy there. That makes it sounds like right. sound like kooks. Yeah, go rub your crystals, so you fucking hippies. Whatever. Did you ever read uh, uh, Good Omens? Um, Neil no, I Gaiman. saw the show though. Okay, the book. The book is a million times better, and they did a fantastic job with the show. And I love David Tennant. I, I do. Yes, I and, do too. And, Oh, and, and hopefully I don't hear anything bad about him that I will have to casually ignore because I enjoy the guy as an actor. <laughs> um, but um, there's a, a passage in it about how the British freeway system was designed as a negative energy harvesting machine. <laughs> so that like, like it would suck, it, suck energy and it was like my, a constant flow of evil to hell from like the minor sins of road rage and swearing at people, all this kind of stuff. But it was a, a constant supply, like a direct pipeline. And it was the very specific way that the freeway was laid out was essentially like a summoning portal. Uh, uh, and yeah, it harvested. Well, it's funny because they show you this shit. I, I say they loosely, you know, whatever, but you see this stuff in movie or books or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, I've said this a million times. That's what drives me nuts is because you see it and you're like, I can totally see that being true. And then people are like, you're dumb. That was a movie or that was a book. It's fiction. And you're like, no, I don't, I don't think so. It's just like, Go to, DC. Guide to the galaxy is similar. Well, the thing, the high freeway system in Shanghai is an actual vortex. Oh, like around in circles? like Yeah, it's kids, circles that get increasingly smaller as you exit off. It's a literal vortex. Oh, my God. And, I'm I not going to look that up. It's wild, dude. It's I, They I keep us if... in our cars, in our heads, focused on going to work, making money, paying the bills, Listening to taking the radio. care of your family. They don't want us to look outside and see that vortex. They want us to just be driving around in it, doing our thing every I single day. To... I just spent five fucking hours, almost all of it, on the 99 today. Ugh. 99 sucks. <sighs> For anybody who's in California, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Well, dude, and we'll like, let you go. Then you, you need some sleep, I believe. You, <laughs> you hit Bakersfield, and you're like, I still have another 120 miles. Uh, <laughs> Bakersfield sucks, too. No offense, anybody who's, who's there. Shout out to Roy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for coming on, dude. We appreciate it. Uh, much, much love. And don't listen to the radio, people. Go listen to Slow News Day. And if you're really bored and you're having a really awesome day already, listen to our show because I don't even know what to say about that. But thanks, Ben, for coming on. Thank you, Steve. Woo! Oh, yeah. All right, man. Have a good night. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.